Last week on Happy Days, Byron and Alicia pontificated the current polarization of this nation's political environment while offering the only one and true best solution that they could come up with, which was just shrug your shoulders, throw your hands up and say, fuck it, let the crows fly, bitch. And that could be gastronomically taxing to throw one's hands up, I'm certain. But I digress. Then they promptly broke away from Weird Mountain Studios, jumped into their weird wagon and drove down the mountain to Mexico City where they enjoyed tequila shooters and some tasty ice cream. Ah, that was truly some muy fine helado. Consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. You're listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. that I told you about the other day. Yeah. Yeah. This groundhog that I... Remember when I took that picture of it? Mm-hmm. It's because I went around the corner as it was coming out from under the house. Mm-hmm. And it just... It didn't back away. It just kind of kept looking at me. Yeah. And just stared at me. And I'd stare at it. And I noticed that it had flies on it and stuff. And, and it just kept staring. And then as I started moving, at some point it just slowly faded into the dark. Yeah. Back down under the house again. Yeah. And it was like and it never took its eyes off me. Oh no. They're all they're all I'd rather deal with a damn coyote than a really? than a full grown groundhog. Oh yeah. I think I would much rather deal with possums. I've never well, really you and know possums had a ain't nice either. No, they're not nice at all but No people keep saying, Well, you know, a possum will just roll over and play dead. Well, it won't initially. First, it'll like snap its little crazy, primitive face at you with its little nasty, gnarly little teeth. Like, <laughs> oh, it's got a little pointy teeth. Oh, golly, they're awful. Yeah, no, they definitely. But you know have what else they are? What? Delicious. I've never had a possum either. What? What? Weren't you raised out in I was, Hill? Ain't you but never we had, had nothing good to eat? We had chickens, and you know, Jeez. we were lucky along those lines. Now. Now, not squirrel all the squirrel with dumplings. I'm gonna make I've you had, sometime. I've had squirrel. Now oh, it's just right. bony meat. You it, know, it wasn't. Meat on it. Yeah, it was nothing. Squirrel's that I, better to flavor stuff than it is to actually. And I've had the squirrel gravy, and it actually was okay. Oh, yeah, it was, good. you know. But I also just kind of didn't have to deal with it. I was real yeah. lucky. Yeah. Now, so many people out in Robbinsville had nothing. 
Mm-hmm. And so they ate what they needed, you know, yeah. to get well, by yeah. and survive. I do not begrudge any of them that. No, I mean, it used to be traditionally, and of course it still happens because we're fairly traditional people still, is that you grew everything you could possibly grow. Right. And then if there came a point, well, not even if there came a point, when it was deer hunting season, then you went out and you bagged you some deer and, you know, you put them in the smokehouse or, mm-hmm. you know, laterly you put them in the freezer or whatever. Now, I will say we ate deer, we ate bear, mm-hmm. and we ate boar. Mm-hmm. And spe- I, I really liked eating boar because... I knew that they were not real welcome on the farms. They would go around oh, and oh, the feral boar that they had there were huge. Yeah. They, because they were... A thousand pounds. Oh, yeah. And it would take, you know, seven, like five men on each side to yeah. try and lift them up and stuff. I got the photos from Phillips Restaurant where I used to work and, and they would have all these photos around there of them. And, of course, the boar heads were about the size of lion's heads. Yeah. Oh, they're and huge. I would eat that. And they're and they not they would, native either. No, no, they so were introduced like as a hunting food. animal. Yeah, yeah. And maybe from Romania or uh, Russia. Yeah. I, I honestly don't know. but They are fierce, though. Mm-hmm. It it was, the females, too, and the babies are. They're all fierce. Oh, yeah, well, they were they were terrible. Uh, and now I'm looking out the back door like, there ain't going to be no feral hogs on my back door, Oh, no, no. Yeah, and you, you. you would always know if there was a feral hog because it would kill your fencing. For oh, some yeah. reason, they, they would just dig up fencing and everything. And you could see the damage that they would do with their tusks. And, of course, they'd go in and decimate a hen house or whatever they oh, wanted yeah. to. Oh, yeah. You know, so I think I was going to talk about something a little more pleasant than that. I know. We, <laughs> we've been dark today. Before we do these podcasts, we think about, well, what are we going to talk about today? And I swear, we should keep a record of, just like a little index card, today we're going to talk about this thing because we never talk about it. <laughs> We always, you know, we get on to food or we're telling some story about, well, when I was young, you know, we used to, yeah. ah. I can't help it. Oh, we're the worst. We are. I can't help it. We talk about natural. anything. So my mom, yesterday, yesterday, I guess it was, I was talking to her and she just kind of, oh, I know what it was. My, our oncologist, the family oncologist, so oh, Lord. I'm sad to say, but also, so Dr. Messino is his name, and he's a brilliant guy. He's probably one of the only people I've ever met who has a photographic memory. He remembers things about my grandmother, my grandfather, my great aunt, wow. you know, from 30 years ago, and he'll tell me something, I'll go, wow, I totally forgot that, you know. So he's been there for, gosh, Everybody that's died on my mom's family for the mm. last 30 years. He got a, an award. He got the Order of the Longleaf Pine. Oh, that's a huge it's award. It's the highest award that you can get. So yeah. I was telling mom about it. and You know, she has a great opinion of him, having mm. worked around him in the hospital and stuff, and watched how he dealt with our family through the years. And she she says, oh, is it the longleaf pine? And I said, yes. And she went into this, um, this the toast. The Here's to the land of, of the, the longleaf long pine. I'm just going to look that up. I where the something other and the sun doth where, shine. And the sun, let's see. Where Here's the, to the land of the longleaf pine, where the something something and the sun doth shine. shine. Where the where wheat, wheat grows grow strong, strong and the strong grow great. great. Here's to my home, the old North Star. Right. So she whipped out that, and I was like, what? How did you? Mom? I was thinking about that just this morning when I was washing dishes. The state toast? You were thinking about the state toast today. I was. Yeah, yeah. 
That's um, some coincidence. Well, right and I know the state song. I had a wonderful seventh grade North Carolina history teacher mm-hmm. whose family was one of the white families that settled here. And I was at some kind of history thing downtown, something we had done about uh, local history. And we were at the beer garden, and I drank maybe, and the beer was free and the food was free. And I had had maybe one pint of beer too much Hmm. when, and it's all a bunch of people that aren't from here originally that were in this group. Right. And, and And I did the toast, and people were like, Oh, what is that? Well, that's very interesting. And what is that? And I said, you don't know that that's the official toast of the state of North Carolina. And I said, you probably don't know the state song either, do you? And they were like, there's a state song? So I got on a chair, drunk as a lord, and <laughs> sang, the, did the toast again and sang the state song. That was so much fun. Well, and do you know the state motto? Esse quam videre. Es, yeah. To be rather than to seem. Which is my favorite saying I out of it. all of the state mottos. I've been saying that a lot mm-hmm. lately. As a quantity. Oh, and here it is. Here's to the land of the longleaf pine. The summer land where the sun does it. shine. Yeah. Where the wheat goes strong and the strong grow gray. Here's to down home, the old north state. Yep. And I, I asked mom where she learned that, and she said, oh, my fourth grade teacher, Miss <laughs> So-and-So, taught it to us. And she said, it's really easy. You can probably remember it. And then she said it again. And then she told me that this teacher, when she retired, that this teacher gave her um, some banny hens. And oh. I said, which is something that teachers would do back yeah, then back because they the had a different life. And she said... I really love those banny hens, and I was so surprised when they laid. Because, you know, uh, banny hens... Little tiny eggs. Little tiny eggs, and they were blue. And they're very rich. They have a big yolk compared to the white. Yeah. And, and they're really delicious. She eggs. said they were small as quail. We're going to get some out here. Maybe next year we'll I get us some banny hens. I love that. Boy. I like guinea hens, too. That's my other Guinea hens. Well, we got to put a good fence in because we got too many... Feral things you know, out here. Quite a few things that and might that cat enjoy. Next door, that crazy cat. <laughs> who knows what it'll be? Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. We got a cat next door named Freddie Mercury. That's crazy right, crazy boy. And he he loves to massacre little bunnies. That's good. We're back on the macabre subject. Chew up the bunnies and keep them out of my lettuce. <laughs> Though you've got your lettuce up high enough, bunnies can't get to it. No, and I need to go get some of it today. I'm I'll gonna, pick some. As a matter of fact. Well, I'll just take scissors yeah, yeah. and get a bowl full. Oh, Yum. eat a big salad. Ooh. And I don't know if you noticed the pepper. It's uh, turned red. It's turned red. I, I have one it. pepper on this one. It's a sweet Thai chili pepper. Mm. So I can't wait. Can I may make some uh, oils with some of those oh, peppers. Oh, that'd be good. My yeah. peppers are just now coming in. Big old, I've got big old bell peppers, yeah. and you know they're supposed to be orange and red, but I never let them ripe. I just eat them when they're <laughs> I'm awful. I can't. When they get big it. enough. Yeah, and I got tomatoes. Uh, it's you know it's the tragedy of heirloom tomatoes is they get huge, they take up a whole lot of space, and they're just slow getting getting some tomatoes out to me. Mm-hmm. I love me an early girl. Mm-hmm. I didn't get any this year. Early girl is a, one of my favorites. But I got some big old mortgage lifters coming on. I do want to try that. Oh, they're good and they're, they're not real acidy. But I do. I love them. 
But my, my garden's about done. The summer part of the garden, I need to clean out the squash beds and the beans are about done. And I picked the last of the Brussels sprouts yesterday. What you doing for your second crop? Well, I'll do mostly heavy greens. I'll put in collards and chard. Mm. I'll put some kale in. I'm not a big fan of kale. I know that's sacrilege. Everybody loves it. But I prefer chard. And I'll put some spinach. And uh, I just uh, collected onion seed from my onions from last year. Okay. So I'll put some seed onions in. A few things like that. Good. And And those those gardens are kind of easy. Yeah. And I'm going to do me um, a hoop. Uh, like a row cover that's a hoop over a couple of beds. I knew that'll keep your growing season going a little bit longer. Hmm. I'll put that in the kitchen garden close to the house. Nice, yeah. nice. Y'all have eaten well this year, haven't you? We have you? eaten very well. I could I could stand to have more tomatoes than I have right now, but you know, I, this morning I canned uh, mango chutney because mangoes mm. are on sale at the grocery store. <laughs> um, and I'm going to make me some great conserve probably tomorrow. And then I think this weekend I'm going to go out to the farmer's market and I'm going to get me a, maybe a bushel of tomatoes mm-hmm. and I'm going to can some of them in tomato sauce and then I'm just going to free blanch and freeze the rest of them. Are you? Yeah, because they're so easy and so good in soups. I'm looking for inky milk caps right Ooh. now. Did you, you know find your black about? trumpets? No, you? no black trumpets. Oh. Somebody had been there because I could see where some of them were, mm-hmm. and they had been, mm-hmm. you know, harvested. But that doesn't mean a thing, you know. And there's a this is a time of year when you get this proliferation of late summer mushrooms around here. It's so, so we have, beautiful. Oh yeah. Oh. So we have the inky milk caps. We've got a bunch of amet, which you can eat those. I I generally don't, but they're so pretty. They're blue. They're, I forget the whole, the name of it, Lactarius or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they're just really beautiful. The spores are blue. Now, what a lot of people will do is take them and cut them up real small and then cook them with eggs because they turn the eggs green. Oh! So you can talk to your kid, do the green eggs and ham thing with your kids. Oh, you know. that is so funny. God, I'm sorry, down the rabbit hole of memory. When my daughter was in elementary school, a friend of ours worked at Earth Fair, and he got us emu eggs. Oh. And we cooked, in her class, we cooked, scrambled up two emu eggs, which fed the whole class, and they were kind of green on the inside, <laughs> so they were like green eggs. Oh, my. They were, I mean, they were good. Eggs are always good, I think. I love I'm eggs. I'm a big fan of eggs. Me too. Me too. It's probably one of my favorite things. Isn't that just so not whatever progressive? I don't care. Well, uh, we're not progressive. We are regressive. <laughs> I'm not progressive in any stretch of the imagination. I can't say that I am either. I, you know what I am is a good forager sometimes. You are a good so, forager. Yeah. And I'm, tr- I'm being a good in-town forager because I got my eyes all the time. I'm like, huh, is that an empty lot with an apple tree on it? Does that, huh, are those <laughs> pears? I believe I'm going to keep an eye on that. So, Do you uh, want a persimmon, some persimmon seeds and stuff? I'd like some persimmons. Uh, well, they're not ready yet. No, 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 wait not for yet. them to fall uh, on the ground. And pawpaws aren't ready yet either. Mm-hmm. I've got me a, a little pawpaw patch. I've got a place to you go. You have a patch, though. I don't have it, no, but I know where to look for it. Uh, well, this, I saw a gal in one of my groups, and she said I, she must not understand about persimmons. Because there's some persimmons on the ground, and she was offering them if somebody wanted to have them to eat. 
And I thought, well, I might gather some just for the seed. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. and then replant them or something. But you don't eat persimmons until after the first frost. First frost. That's right. And you, if you can see the frost on them, then they're good. Then they, yeah. Yep. And that's another little tidbit from my mother. There you go. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's a real traditional thing. Yeah. We had an apple when I was growing up uh, called a sheep nose apple. Yes, I remember. And they're a little bit like an Arkansas black. Mm-hmm. They get really, really dark, and they're very late season mm-hmm. apple. And we would eat all them apples from the time they were green. They were sweet. Uh, and we would eat them, eat them, eat them. And, and the neighbors and my mom would say, let those apples go till frost. They don't taste right till frost. And honestly, we'd just about eat the whole tree of them before frost <laughs> happened. But man, it is a magic thing that happens, isn't it? When a frost yeah. hits that kind of fruit, it, it is. just completely changes the consistency, the flavor, everything about it. Everything. It does. I'm going to put me some uh, sheepness trees out here in the back. You think they'll do well? Oh, yeah. They might actually they do pretty well. We're going to take down a few of those trees. My, my deal about that, about the woods back there, is if a tree has to come down, I'm going to replace a tree. So I'm gonna re- I might replace a black walnut tree with an apple tree. Mm-hmm. Or I might replace that raggedy maple tree with a cherry tree. That's a great So idea. that way we don't lose a tree. You know, we got to take some trees down on the side here because mm-hmm. we can't, we're getting too much shade on that side. And once those two trees go down, then we'll put two more trees back in the woods. You know what my hope for this place is? What? I would love to see a beehive here. Oh, I've already... Didn't we talk about that already? We have. We have. Yeah, no, we're going to have hives here. I've got I've got the material it, at the other house. So I, I think I've worked out how we can keep the bears out of them. That's the big thing, is the bears. You know, if they go through the trash, they'd knock, a, knock the hell out of a hive. Uh, look up... Oh, I'm trying to remember the word for it. But basically, it's people who put their hives, they hang it from a rope, from yeah, a yeah, tree. Yeah. yeah. And the, it's too high and too far out for the bears to yeah. get to it. Yeah. But the course of That's the bees, absolutely possible. Yeah. That's what. And I miss, you know, I miss real honey. I miss honey with the honeycomb in it that just came out of the hive that, you know, yeah. so and so brings over because they've got too much honey this year. Yeah. I miss that. That used well, to be such a treat. And I love beekeeping. I, I think of myself as a once and future beekeeper. Really? Yeah, because nice. I will keep bees again, but bees are something like I've been on the road for what, three, four years? Four? Longer than I have. Five years? I don't know. Uh, I've been on the road a lot. And bees, they don't, they don't require us to do very much for them. But you do have to open up the hide boxes, and you need to check for varroa mm-hmm. and hide beetles, and you know make sure the queen's doing her job. So you need to have somebody there, kind of fiddling with them a little bit, not too much, but a little bit. And I just haven't been here to do it. But I've got, I've got, I don't know, a couple of deeps and supers, and I've got all mm-hmm. that stuff that just needs to be cleaned out, and the frames need to be rewaxed, and we can do that. But what I'm thinking about doing is. One of those dog runs, you know, the 10 by 10 dog pen, mm-hmm. them. and rebar that into the ground. Okay. And put the hives in there. Hmm. Then you have to hmm. cover it so the bears don't climb up and into it. Yeah. But that's what I'm thinking about right that's now. Pretty and, then, and then electrifying it. <laughs> that's pretty yeah. interesting. And there are some uh, solar options. For electrifying the fence, so really? I, it's something I kind of been thinking about. I'm not, I'm not 
seriously researching it yet because I'm not, I won't be ready to do bees for a while. Yeah. I mean, unless COVID is going to be with us for the next five years, then we're going to go ahead and get this damn farm online. Oh, yeah. Well, if it's with us for five years, you're going to need this place to <laughs> grow some food. We're going to need this farm. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, hopefully it won't be. And, you know, I think that I'm going to be optimistic about things. Well, that's good. I think you are naturally an optimist for the most part. I think I am too. Well, might as well be. I mean, I do realize that there's a lot of things going against us. Number one is the lack of uniformity of a decision on how to deal with it. Are you talking about leadership on the federal level? Um, Well, yes, I'm talking about that. And I'm also talking about participation by the citizens of the Uh country. And, By you know, the citizenry. Well, and they're all going to say, you know, or some of them are going to say, well, that's what makes this country great is we get to make our own decisions about stuff. And it's like, well, that's what brings us down as a species, though, is lack of compassion for other people. And that's where I am, and that's how I see it. It absolutely does. And that whole, the whole idea that I got mine, you get yours is just the most toxic thing that our culture, that our civilization, that whoever we, whatever we are, species, it's just, it's awful. Mm-hmm. We've been talking today, and I'm going to be talking more about this uh, online for those of y'all who follow me, about the, these concepts of mutual aid, mm-hmm. which is just the way people always functioned before, but now we got a word for it, you know. And Dorothy Day was the big proponent of that, and that is that we look out for each other. And we don't wait for somebody else to do that. We look out for each other, just like you do with your mama. And when did this go away? And I don't when know. did this become something I, to be I uh, made fun of, is what I want to know. Yeah. Since when did that become something to be Since made fun of? when did you mock helping your neighbors? Right. Since when did you mock the notion that I believe Jesus said, which is everybody's your neighbor? <laughs> huh? I don't know. And you take I care also, of your neighbor. Yeah. And when did you get the, you can't tell me what to do with my body. I'm not going to wear a mask. And these are the same ones that are going, oh, no abortion, no abortion. That's right. Now, it's okay to tell a woman what to do with her body, but don't right. tell me what to do with my right. body. Because you, know, you ain't got That's no right. rights. Well, guess what else? You ain't got no rights. Right. And once you come out of the womb, you're on your own. But before that, we'll help you. But after that, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> We only love the unborn, right. the pre-born. Well, I guess. Oh, golly, we don't even want to get started on no. that mess. No. That's going to be a, we're going to do that one in the depths of winter when we we're could. sitting here drinking. Because that's the other thing I'm going to do once I finish canning everything in the whole damn world. I'm going to make hard cider. Oh, are you? Really? I've not done that in several years either, and I've got a wonderful recipe that is the tastiest stuff, and it will <laughs> knock you on your pretty freckled behind. <laughs> well, you know my alcoholic recipe. The only alcoholic recipe I've got is for brandied fruit. <laughs> oh, mm. So we made it to food, but oh! yeah, brandied fruit was, you. and the way that they did it was awful, but they would take peaches or whatever fruit and honestly it was often just canned fruit cocktail yeah because of the syrup the syrup Mm -hmm. had so much sugar in it and you take that and you mix it with sugar and i think the starter for it required some yeast or yeah some yeast to get it to go going and you'd leave it It it's called the friendship starter 
It was, because you put it on your refrigerator and you'd stir it every day, once or twice. I love it. And the top of the refrigerator was warm back then. Of course, they called it a Frigidaire. Yes, icebox. Icebox. It was warm, and you could take some of it out and give it to somebody else, and they could start their own batch. So you would make cakes with this brandied fruit, and you could put it on top of ice cream and... I'll never forget that. And I, it was probably the first alcoholic anything I ever tasted. It's not like it had much alcohol in it, but it would sting my tongue. Ooh, so ooh. I thought my granny did not know where the fruit was going. <laughs> it just magically melted away. But I would go and I'd say, I'm going to have a, a cherry out of the fruit cocktail thing, the brandied fruit, or oh one of those little God. grapes or something. And that was, that's my alcohol recipe. And that's literally the only alcohol recipe I have. <laughs> well, I just found that recipe online. Did and you? I'm going to post it on the page. Oh, yeah. I also found a recipe for something that I used to do. Amish friendship bread. Did you ever have any of that? I've had friendship bread. I yeah. don't know if it was called Amish I or bet not. it was the same thing. And, and you you know, you give a little, you, you give a starter to other people. I love the idea of that. I did too. It's hospitality. And like you say, we used to take care of each other. We used to actually give a damn about how other people were doing. And I know there's a lot of people in the world that still do. But the practice of Southern hospitality is a a concept that's a little different nowadays. I don't know what people think it is now that, you know, there's always food on the on the stove and stuff and there there's not that's what it was to me is i could go to anybody's house just about and there would be food on the stove and i knew if if i was sick or hurt i then not that i wanted to count on anybody else but i knew if i was sick or hurt somebody would come along and offer to help me and nowadays i just don't know that no i have to take care of myself it's, it's a couple of things i think that have done that and also what we were talking about earlier is that it used to be you didn't live far from where you were raised up. True enough. And certainly that's, for both of us, that's true still. So you knew I mean, everybody. Yeah, yeah. you kind of knew everybody, and it was a sort of a closed bubble of people. So mm-hmm. it felt, you know, it didn't trigger our, our crazy old xenophobia, because we're, <laughs> we're pretty xenophobic up here, I've I got to say. Oh. So, I mean, that's part of it is that people have moved away. And what's happened to is that, People have moved into the South from other places, Mm -hmm. and one of the things that a lot of those people do, not all of them, but a lot of those people then make fun of people in the South and the way we do things, and so it makes us tetchy. Yeah. It's like, because you don't know when you're going to... If you open your mouth, like you were saying about your work life years ago, when you're going to open your mouth and somebody who has moved here from somewhere else is going to make fun of the way you talk. Right. And you're like... My people have been here since 1699, yeah. and we've been talking like this. Well, you've been here five minutes? So we get a little tetchy and we feel kind of invaded. I, you know, I don't know yeah. what all that stuff is. That's yeah. my next book I'm working on. Well, I, I've told you that story before when I went to work at the computer shop. It was my first computer job. And I was like the front person, the catcher, I guess is what you would call me. Because I'd schedule the tech guys out based on what the problem was. And I'd do some tech support on the phone and all. And this guy came in, older gentleman, and he kept he came in and he asked for this one tech who was not there. 
Mm-hmm. So he came back the next day and he asked for this one tech who was still not there. You know, this tech was out road guy and he was out fixing stuff. And he came back later on and finally I just said, would you care to tell me, you know, I had to ask him every time if he wanted to tell me what was going on. And finally I just said, if you'll tell me what's going on, I'll see if I can remember it well enough to pass it on to the tech guy. And he told me what was going on and I fixed it for him. I told him, whatever it was, it was not a big deal. And I just told him how to fix it. And he literally came back the next day, and he thought he was giving me a compliment by telling my boss that she's, I know she's just a girl, but you know, she's not nearly as dumb as you would think. And it was like, what? And this guy, I'm sure he's passed away now, um, but he was big in business. He came down here from Ohio, and he owned mines like coal coal mines and stuff like that and he he retired very wealthy and he was from a wealthy neighborhood and i just never forgot that that he well you know she's not as dumb as you might think and i thought really really well i appreciate the compliment guy Uh, (laughs) a friend of mine on the phone the other day was talking about uh oh this funny thing he saw this was so funny and it was like somebody doing Shakespeare, but they had like an Appalachian hillbilly accent. And I was just, you know, anytime I hear that H word, I get a little testy. But I, I let him go through, oh, how hilarious that was. And I said, you know, don't you, that the purest dialect in Appalachia is almost exactly Elizabethan English. So what you were hearing was the way Shakespeare sounded when Shakespeare was writing his plays. Most likely. And Thank you very much for reminding me of that. there's nothing funny about that. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And know. he was like, no, well, you just would have had to hear it because it was just, it was really funny. And I was like, it's not funny. It's not funny at all. Yeah. Well, maybe we we're a little tetchy about I that. I am. I am tetchy about it. It's why I don't like I people too. around me to use the word hillbilly. Mm-hmm. If they're not from here, like you and I could joke about that till the cows come Because off. I know what it actually means. Yes, yes. Not the, not the Chamber of Commerce version of it. No. You know, but you're right about the Elizabethan English. I remember distinctly my granny uh, speaking, and she would say thee, mm-hmm. as in, you know, I, I was to thee. Yeah. As, and, and I remember thinking that it must be from out of the Bible, because the only Bible I knew about was the King James Bible. Which was one king after Elizabeth. Right. So it's the same thing. Right. It's the exactly. same thing. <laughs> she would say thee, she would say thou, and there was probably a couple other words yeah. too. And where else would you ever hear that in the U.S.? Right. Except right. reading from a, a Bible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're right, and there's plenty of folks with strong, thick accents who have not only got common sense, but they have courage and they have intelligence. Mm-hmm. And that's what it takes to survive in a harsh climate like the mountains. Yeah. And they came from that good mountain stock, you know, and, and they're not what they seem to be. And I will also say this, and I shut up about it, is because of all the prejudice against our accents and our way of being and where we're from and all of that, I do believe that it did help me through the years to learn to have empathy and compassion for other folks mm-hmm. who are catching it too for yeah. whatever reasons. It could be because of their heritage, their skin color, their accent, whatever it is. Yeah. 
But I, I'm so glad, in a way, that I learned that. But yeah. I'm not glad about the way that I had to learn it. No. You know what I mean? No. So. <laughs> well, and that whole concept of here's my little, here's my people and my tribe, and all you people out there, you're different than me, and therefore dangerous and othered, and I can't deal, I can't deal with you, I can't be around you. And it has raised our... I mean, we are an insular people, and we always have been. Right. But it raises our xenophobia level mm-hmm. up. And we we need we need less of that, because mm-hmm. it, makes, it makes the world a hard place to navigate once you step out of the holler. It does. If it all really you've does. ever known is the way your family and your neighbors did it. That's why I... Am very glad about where I came from. Yes, because I got an experience that a lot of people never will. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. and I got raised up in kind of a polyam and not polyamory. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I want to hear about this. Yeah, let's tell those about stories. Polyamory <laughs> stories of Graham County, North Carolina. I'll tell you, in Buncombe County, North Buncombe especially. No, no, although I don't think that word existed back then, but no. I will say if we went way back the in my family, it. you probably would find something that was at least scandalous, let's say that. But there was a fellow back then called, uh, his name was Purd Tatham. Purd. P-I-R-D. Purd Tatham. Purd. And he's a relative of mine, and he oh, had really? a very That's interesting, he might be a, a good story for another day, but I'd want to make sure that I got my facts straight before I told that story because there's some wild stories that I've heard about Purd. Well, with a name like Purd, you would have to be... Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, but and I can't even remember where I was going with it, I, but it had the word Polly in it. Oh, I had a Pollyanna kind, Pollyanna, of, there you kind go. of existence until I got a little older, and I'm grateful for it, you know, very grateful for it. <laughs> but, but, but yeah there's always going to be about there But so let's we don't even have to go into that and I will try and look up Purd and, because the stories that I've heard I don't, I don't know how they how one person could have possibly lived that much of a life back then oh, well but it might tell my, you some my things. grandpa Boyd I, I still don't know enough about him to be able to tell but the stories I've heard Oh, really? Holy mothers. Is he a big personality? He, yes, ma'am. Is he a ladies' man? <laughs> yes, ma'am. That's okay. And the father of many, many children. I've heard, yeah, Mr. Yes. Tatham, I think, sprouted mm-hmm. a few of his own. Good so, and yes. we And we also have Massey blood, and so there's a lot of Masseys around here and stuff. I swear, we're probably cousins somehow. Oh, don't even, don't you know even joke, because most likely it's true. My husband's grandfather was buried in the family cemetery way up in the mountains. And it's so far up in the mountains that you took a four-wheeler halfway up, and then you walked the rest of the way. And then at the top of the mountains, uh, well, it was. And most of them didn't make it because of that, didn't make it up the hill. So here in this very remote area are all of his kinfolk buried. Mm. And on the corner there is was a name that was like one of my family's names. And I remember thinking, are we closer relatives than I thought? 
<laughs> but some searching proved that that's safe, but still. <laughs> I didn't date in the county. I told you that I didn't date in uh-uh, the county. That's, that's a very wise thing yeah. to do. I, I love those family cemeteries, though, and I, I decided this week that in between canon, which you know is my life's goal mm-hmm. these days, um, I'm going to get out a couple of days. I'm going to go to all the local cemeteries where my people are. Because I haven't been in a few years. I used to go every October. I go and, you know, clean everything up, bring food and all that stuff. So I'm going to do that. I went today. Did you really? I went today to my dad's cemetery and Aww. just went over there and kind of straightened it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah I love doing that. It's I, very yeah. peaceful. It's peaceful. It is. I worry about what's going to happen to the the graves there as as civilization comes along. Uh-huh. Yeah, I believe that that road's getting ready to be widened now, uh-huh. and so yeah, I do worry about that a little bit, and I wonder what's going to happen yeah. in the future for. But for now, it's the grave is clean and yeah. tended to. You know, it's it's strange. There's a where my father's father is buried out again, West Buncombe. And I was out there looking for somebody else's grave one time. Probably the first time I was out there since I was a grown-up. And I just sort of turned around and I saw my father's name on a tombstone. Oh. And I was like, what? Because at that point my father was still alive. <laughs> but it was his father. It was oh. his father's grave. And I don't recall ever being out there, maybe when I was little. So um, there's that one. And there's a couple out in Madison County. Because my daddy's people are on that's Madison where this, County. That's people. where this one is. So I need to. I want to go out to Madison and find some of those graves I haven't seen, and just because my people, we've never moved far from here. No. So it's Haywood County. It's a little bit of Henderson County. It's Madison County. It's Buncombe County. My dad is buried at the church graveyard over by the house that he lived in mm-hmm. in Average Creek for 34 years. And so he's the first person that I know of in my family that wasn't buried in the family cemetery in oh, Robbinsville. And wow. I remember everybody was really surprised about that. Mm-hmm. And my mother was the one who knew that that's what he wanted. Yeah. And so she's already got her side there ready to go, oh. you know. And I imagine that from there on out, I don't think they're going to have any more burials in that family cemetery. Huh. I, I think that enough people in the family are just doing other things, yeah. getting cremated and so on. Yeah. But yeah. there's still a lot of graves that need to be dealt with. We still see each other on Decoration Day mm-hmm. and stuff like that, although maybe not this year. <laughs> oh, no. Well, Decoration know. Day's coming on, now. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I was quarantined for it. And so, yeah. You know, hello. Yeah. Nowadays, you can get on that internet and get a photograph of a Find grave. Find the grave. I, I love, love that website. It's oh a dot com. And it's free, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me and you have already... Well, we went to that grave, that old, old, old cemetery down by the coast. Do you remember that one? Oh, I love that. I've Wasn't seen our pictures from that. We went there with our good friend Craig yep. from Sunslice Records. Yep. Sunslice. And that was where some magic happened there. We told you that story. Yeah. That was yeah. a cool bit of magic. We'll talk about that another day, though. We've spent a bit, quite a bit of time here talking. Oh, y'all. They're probably bored. They their are. ears are probably, they're not burning. Their ears are like melting off now. They're going, they, oh, stop. They, they're We're taking talking. a nap. They went, you know, I'll listen to the rest of this later. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's like that guy who told you you liked to listen to it before you went to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> we just put you right to sleep, won't we? That's right. I hope so. Well, y'all, I, thanks for sticking by us. Yeah. I don't know. When it gets all sliced up, this might be two podcasts instead of just be. one. It might That'd be. be okay, too. Because heaven knows we have plenty to talk about. Oh, we barely got started I is the problem. So. We just talk all the time. <laughs> Y'all need to come sit on the porch yes, with us. Yes, yes, yes. And wear your little mask because the baby birds has done flown. Mm-hmm. And you can come sit on the porch. We'd have us a great time. Love that. Talk about all kinds of things. Talk to the crows. Maybe talk, maybe talk to this damn cat that comes around and over all the time. We won't come if we people. Oh, that's true. That's true. Y'all. I've enjoyed it, and I've enjoyed seeing you. Yeah, you too. At least we get to see each other once a week. Yep. yep. It's socially distanced because we can't even. Of course. We're that far away. Because we All wouldn't right. talk about it and then not do it. So y'all, y'all take care. Take care. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. See you soon. Be sassy. Bye. Thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have. So I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Y'all, we couldn't have done any of this without Craig at Sunslice Records. We just want to say thanks. Sunslice. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. WYRD Mountain Gals.